calling out all my nerds, freaks, and geeks. It's mob time. Don't chew me, cause it's showtime. Go ahead and call the gang up for the one time. Rap food rhymes, got them on the line. And my life's still great, I'm doing just fine. Hands up. What's up, y'all? And welcome to the Blurred Mob, your hub for all things black and nerdy. I am your host, Foot. Of all you flirkins and like-based powered <laughs> individuals are listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other streaming service, make sure you hit that follow button so you can get updates from the mob. And if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to like this video, subscribe to the channel, and hit those bell notifications for future uploads. As promised, I brought back my Marvel brother in crime, McMillian, co-host of the Gurren Otaku Council podcast. Woo woo! Woo! <laughs> so make sure you guys check out McMillian and his co-host Ace on their YouTube channel, Gurren Otaku Council podcast. You can find them on Facebook by the same name. Their Instagram page at Gurren Otaku Council and then their Twitter page at Gurren Otakus. So what's up, McMillian? How you doing today? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm ready to talk about this movie. Hey, they've been talking about this movie all week. The discourse Mm -hmm. on the socials has been insane, and I've been um, restraining myself from participating because I (laughs) wanted to wait until we got into this review to let out all Mm -hmm. my thoughts. Um, So we finally made it. So, as McMillian and I have alluded to, we are here to do a mob review on the Marvels. Mm-hmm. So, as you guys know, all of our mob reviews are spoiler-filled. So, if you haven't seen the Marvels or if you haven't finished it, pause this video, go finish the movie, come back, and listen to the rest of the discussion. Yep. So, the Marvels debuted November 10th, 2023. Mm-hmm. Or if you got to see it a couple days early. I did not see it a couple <laughs> days early. I saw, I saw it on the 10th. Saw it the night before, so. I've been picking, I've been, like, kind of picking and choosing which movies I go see, like, the the premiere for. Mm-hmm. Um, not, like, to give away my opinion already, but I probably would have saw this the day before. I think I had something going on. Mm. But I've kind of been, some of these Marvel movies be like, ah, I'll just see it a day of or, yeah, or, or a day after. Mm-hmm. But, um. So we got a couple hot takes. So going off of our local review, McMillian, we're going to start from the outside and we're just going to work our way into the depths of the movie. Sounds so starting good. with the first hot take, how did you feel about the movie overall? I thought this was a pretty fun film. Honestly, it's a pretty fun action movie. I don't think like I, I won't, I'll say this. I don't think it's like anything special or anything like that. But I do think if you are going um to see the film and you don't have like any qualms about like the characters and you're not letting any of the outside noise affect your opinion you'll probably have a good time this is a it was an enjoyable uh popcorn movie like that that i can really say i definitely agree i had a lot of fun watching this movie and i have some issues and we'll get into that as we go Mm -hmm. further into the review but i definitely had fun watching this movie if anything i could add this to like my list of comfort movies just to sit down if I just wanted to watch something that's entertaining something quick gets to the point and definitely what McMillian said like if you just you know drown out all of the outside noise all of the discourse that's been happening on social media surrounding this movie this is a a, a good movie uh, yeah. a fun 
entertaining Marvel movie, which I would have to say we haven't gotten a lot of that since Phase 5 has started, excluding Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, because I did really enjoy that. But Mm -hmm. some of these movies that we've been getting um, post-Endgame, I would say these are one of the ones that that I walked out feeling good. Even mm-hmm. though I have issues, I walked out feeling good about this movie. Yeah, I would agree. So, um, my next hot take, still staying overall, how did you feel like it compared to the previous Phase 5 movies? And I think the only ones we've gotten at this point is Ant-Man and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Oh, is um, Shang-Chi and... Uh... What you call it? the Eternals? Not Phase Five? Are they Phase Four? That's Phase Four. four. Uh, okay, all right, cool, cool, cool. So Guardians Five, Ant Man. I like this, in my personal opinion, a little bit better than Ant Man. Um, I don't think I've really gotten. I don't between like that for Marvel stuff, but like Ant Man to me was a little bit of a letdown because they built up Kang so much, and then what we got at the got his ass whooped by some ants yeah what we got with them i don't think lived up to the expectation that like they had set in trailers or anything like that um and then for guardians 5 i really enjoyed that that was a really i think that was that was basically a movie just for the guardians themselves it didn't feel Mm -hmm. like they were letting other stuff affect it so i thought that was a also like a really good one so i guess in comparison to those two i think this kind of fits somewhere in the middle of that like it wasn't anything i feel like you to write like home about or anything like that like it wasn't extremely um well done but also it didn't it did not like disappoint me to the level that like ant-man did if that makes sense like it fit i feel like right between the dichotomy of the two no that that makes sense and i agree and let's slide into this right quick so the Marvels is one of the few MCU movies that have a under two hour runtime. Mm-hmm. Do you think you would have enjoyed it more if it was longer? Like, um, would you still put it between Ant-Man and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? Or do you think huh. that maybe having a longer runtime, being able to flesh out a bit more elements would have pushed it, pushed it forward? Um, I and so it's interesting because I think you fall into something there. So like I think if you do, if they did give it a little bit more time, I don't think they need it much more. But there were like certain parts of the movie I definitely felt like they could would have benefited from a longer runtime. Um, but what they I feel like what they did with the, the time that they had, they used it well. If that makes sense, like they didn't. I don't think they wasted. A lot of it so like i don't know how much more would have helped but i definitely think if they got a chance to really drive into some of the themes that they presented in the film it could have mm-hmm. been better i just hope like it's just you always run into an issue is if when you give it more time it's it's always like oh if we use this right this could be really well but also a lot of times you run into like bloated you know like over bloating something or making it last too long so it would be interesting, but I definitely think it could have helped in this case. I think it could have helped. I My biggest issue with this movie is that some, the pacing, some pieces of this movie felt a bit rushed. Yeah. And I think that's nailing, um, what is, I can't, I can't remember, the, hitting the nail on the head with what you said about there were certain elements of the movie that 
you felt like, and I now me saying I felt like could have had more time to really just sink in what was happening in that situation. And my biggest example is kind of Monica and Carol's whole thing. Yeah. So it's like, I had been looking forward to this movie because I was like, Monica finna cuss Carol out. Like, where have you been? Mm-hmm. Like, she grown in her job. She didn't got trapped in a Wix hex. She didn't came out with superpowers. And where was you the whole time? Yeah. And then I was expecting, like, some inner turmoil with the team or maybe just fleshing out of, like, what is this dynamic going to be like mm-hmm. in the future, given their past, what Carol has done, what Monica has been through, you know, and then with um the mother being gone. Yeah. It's like, what's, what's going to be that dynamic? And I... They wrote it off as Monica's just, you know, trying to handle the situation. She's trying to get down to business, like, focus, focus, focus. You know, I'm going to say my piece, but, you know, we can't really hammer in on it. But I feel like if they gave the movie a bit more time, we could have dived a bit more into that. And that's my biggest issue with the movie. That um, I, I agree with you there. That that definitely felt like there were definitely parts of their relationship where I was like, okay, I don't feel like we're. Re- what was it? There's the part where they do the whole mind meld thing, and yes. I that and the whole thing with like Monica, uh, uh, like being like, I don't want to relive this moment with her mom and stuff like that. And then also she gives extra context to Carol had visited and found out that Monica's mother mm-hmm. had cancer and stuff like that, which we didn't previously know. And that didn't really lead too much. Like it led to them having a com- a conversation. But in my opinion, like this person who was basically like is her godmom mm-hmm. was, was such a central part of like her life is was gone. It wasn't there for like the, one of the most trying times of her, you know, existence. And they just have a completely I, what it felt like to me was a slightly on edge conversation, but not like something I expected, which would have been like a full blown like. Like where the fuck were you? Like- exactly. That's what I was expecting. I was, I thought doing the mind mail thing would have like sparked the conversation because then at this point, it's she didn't fully like abandon you. She did come back, but like you were, you know, you was blip. Mm-hmm. And so, but then they just got up, like they got, they took the things off. Okay, that's enough of that. Mm-hmm. Next, and it was just like, like whoa. It, it felt like a whole trauma dumping scene because we went from what Carol did during her time. We got to Monica in this witch hex. Then we honed in on this scene. And I was like, whoa, this is a lot of trauma dumping Yeah, for, for one. And then they just <laughs> they just got up and took the things off. And they was like, okay, where are we going next? And it was kind of like, whoa, we don't want to uh, explore this at we all. We don't want to um, unpack this a bit. Mm-hmm. But going back to your point, even though I do have by timing issues i do think they used the hour what is like an hour and 47 minutes i do think they used it well like Mm -hmm. going from beginning to end and i wanted to ask you about the timing thing because we've seen some marvel movies let's let's just talk about ant-man ant-man was like two hours and something and based on how that went that movie didn't need two hours and something yeah let's talk about thor love and thunder that movie ain't need two hours and something. Yeah, not the way they was playing around. Not in that movie, the way though. they was playing around in that movie. Now, Guardians of the Galaxy, 
use that two hours and something they had to the fullest potential. And I wish that the Marvels could have had that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have said I would I would think the same thing because not only like with my Rambo, but like if I get into Darbin for a second, even their thing like so Darbin is interesting because I like complicated villains and she was somewhat of a complicated villain because she it was like what she was doing was bad, but as a person watching, you could sympathize for it because like her people are on the brink of death right. and there's no clean or at least at the time, there was believed to be no clean way to like solve that situation. Like, if I take my people to a different planet, we're invading a different planet, and right. that's a different thing. And what I'm doing now is stealing resources from a planet, which isn't much better. But like, at least I'm not like totally just going to bring in my people into an all-out war situation. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Um, and I felt like the way they did that, or the way they used her, was effective. But we didn't really get to explore her much and or anything of that nature. Like, she just was kind of like, oh, we understand your motivations. We understand, like, how you see Carol. Um, but we really don't get to ever drill into that. And I really would. And I felt like if we got more time, that would have been something I would have liked to see. Because I just felt like that, like, her villainy, you know, being a part of a of a warrior race that was kind of led like a cult. And then also mm-hmm. being the fact that like her world is dying. That's a very interesting, that's a very interesting character. And I just feel like because we, be- we didn't get as much time, we didn't get to really drill into that. I, I agree. I don't dislike Darbin, but I also mm-hmm. don't like her. I'm like, yeah. I'm very neutral. Cause it's like, I understand, you know, your reasons of doing this, but then at a certain point in the movie, I really just didn't care what you were doing. Mm-hmm. I I think the I think I agree exactly with you. I wish we had gotten a bit more depth depth mm-hmm. with Darbin. I wish I would have cared more. And I've been thinking about this about for a couple of days that maybe the point wasn't Darbin of this movie. Yeah. Like you you have the antagonist there to cause the conflict, but let's not focus on the villain too much and let's focus on the fact that we have the technology to open these portals into different multi verses and timelines and then what what happens when you put Kamala's bangles together like there was a I could see the movie being like here's a villain to cause some conflict but we don't really care about them for real don't focus on them focus on what they're doing and the repercussions of oh, that. yeah what it could lead to and stuff like that and also like the I mean I think the movie itself is probably what the focus is the Marvels which is Kamala mm-hmm. Monica and Carol and their whole dynamic and how that like worked out right like that's technically the focus but i just wish i feel like if we got if the movie was allocated more time i would have liked to have seen or gotten to know darbin a little bit more because that would have that was that such an interesting setup two-way character for it to kind of just you know be her to be indifferent because i'm i'm very much like you like i at first i was interested in her i was like at least interested in her and the fact of like what you're doing is interesting why you're doing it is interesting but you as a character I'm I'm here like you're right. square in the middle like I don't know I don't and know. I and one thing I just thought about maybe if we had honed in a bit more on Darbin maybe it would have hit harder on Carol's whole guilt thing yeah of like why she needs to fix this because like we go through the movie and everybody's like Anni- annihilator the annihilator's here and I'm just like it 
okay. Mm-hmm. Like having a name, the Anni- Annihilator is supposed to like spark fear, and it's kind of like, girl, what the fuck did you just do? The, like, yeah. why are they calling you that? But it's it, but they didn't really. They show why they called her that. But mm-hmm. I just think that maybe we got more depth into the feeling, and maybe if we just if and would have caused a bit more. Oh, yeah. This is why y'all really got beef. Oh, girl, you didn't you didn't really mess up. Messed up, up. yeah. <laughs> like that would have that. I think that would have also just besides improved our bin. That would have helped like the film stand up a bit more too, because as you said, Carol is supposed to be a hero. Like our like the. And technically, I guess, like if there was a central main character, she is it. This is like her sequel, sequel to her previous film, and we don't ever really drill into that point <laughs> that she technically caused like this uh, whole world to collapse, she, right? For real, though. Like, I I agree. Like, it it just the information is there, but I don't think in the movie it really like locked in for me. Like, girl. You really like left these folks for dead. Mm-hmm. Like it really didn't lock in. Like we know it happened, but I don't know if it's the, just going back. I don't know if it was the timing or the fact that the villain just didn't get fleshed out more. That some of these points of like, girl, you really messed up. Really just didn't hit home. It because it's very. If I was to compare it to something, I would compare it to how everybody looked at the Avengers in Civil War. We've went through the Avengers, Age of mm-hmm. Ultron, and other things where the Avengers is like, at the end of it, we were like, woo, they saved the day. But then we get to Civil War, and it was like, y'all, all these people died. That, yeah. <laughs> many, many children were sacrificed for this mission. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And then in Civil War, it like really sunk in, and I just don't think it really sunk in into this movie to like, girl, you really just left these folks for dead. Yeah. Yeah. But let's move on to what to the Marvels themselves, the full the big focus of the movie. How did you feel about Kamala, Monica, and Carol as individuals? And how did you feel about them as a team? Um Kamala Khan, perfect. I think Miss Mar I think um I can't remember her name, the actress. I got it right here. Iman Melani. She kills it every time. And I think she did a phenomenal job in the film for this because she played, I think, a character who not only has to stay her like make her own way as a hero, but like someone who was like, oh, I'm finally meeting my inspiration and not only like seeing what inspires me, but also realizing, oh, this is a person at the same time. And I think she played that very well with the short amount of time she was given. Um, and then also to somewhat be the glue of the team where she could tell that Monica and Carol were at odds, but also, you know, trying to be like that piece. I think she did great at that. Um, so Miss Marvel, hats off, always uh, great. Monica, I think, played, did a really good job as well. Like her, um, her actress did a good job uh, balancing that. Um, I just wish that the problem is, and we have already talked about like Monica and Carol's whole like dichotomy and relationship. I just don't think was given enough time to like us really to get she into it. She was supposed to chew Carol ass, ass in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Yike. Oh. Like you, you left me <laughs> for years. And the only time you come as sure, come back, fight Thanos. Great. And then like not even after that, nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I th- I thought like the way they had Monica kind of set up where it's like I understand I had these new abilities but really I at f- first and foremost I am kind of I'm a scientist 
mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I thought that was pretty cool um, because like that for her, that makes sense because it's like I'm already technically I'm not disillusioned by heroes because I had a hero in my family and they kind of let me down already, you know, mm-hmm. so like she wouldn't be all super hyped technically to be a hero in the first place. So I thought she that was a really good way to have her. And then Carol herself having to not only balance uh, the fact that she let down someone that looked up to her already and then now has this new kid to like kind of that she realized that she's like somewhat in a mentorish spot, but also like I still have to do this job and try and repair the relationship with my goddaughter. I thought she did. I thought they had her in a good spot as well. Cause especially considering like what the big, I think a big complaint from the original Captain Marvel is that they didn't have her emote a lot. Like she didn't have a lot of, a lot of people were saying like she didn't have a lot of emotion in that movie. Mm-hmm. And I think in this one, they really allowed her to have more like show who Carol is as a character a lot more in my opinion. So individually, I think they all did well. I I agree. Um, just to start with Miss Marvel, that's a funny kid, mm-hmm. and and I and I I really enjoyed like the quips and everything, and like the transition from being the fangirl to let me chill out for a minute mm-hmm. and just you know, you know, say let let me be a hero, you know. And it also I also like between her and Carol, it went into that um that don't meet your heroes type thing yeah because when they went to the planet with the squirrels on it and carol's like in in darbin's you know sucking up all the air and they're trying to save as many of the squirrels as they can and kamala still having like this perception or being in the perception you know like captain marvel says everybody like we're not gonna leave until everybody gets back and it comes down to the decision where carol's like yo we gotta go Mm-hmm. We gotta save who we can, and we gotta leave. And that's going to your thing, where it try it. Kamala's vision of Captain Marvel starts to crack, where she starts yeah. seeing those those flaws, and it getting to that point, and then she flips it to when they end up on that singing planet, and Carol now Carol's on locked in of like I have to fix this, I have to make sure that Darbin doesn't get away, mm-hmm. and Kamala makes the decision. She was like, nah, we finna get out of here. <coughs> yeah. We 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 finna go. And she presses the button for them to jump out and end up on the other planet. And when they finally have that conversation of like, I apologize for treating you like a kid. And Kamala's like, I'm sorry for not like seeing you as a person and seeing you as this big Captain Marvel and not realizing that you are also a person and you ha- have flaws and you also have guilt and all these other emotions like built inside of you. Mm-hmm. So I, I really like that, and then I I love Tayana Paris, and yeah. I I love Monica. Like her, they they fully locked in on like the 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 natural black superhero being in like some mess like this because mm-hmm. because you would think because I guess some of the tropes are like here's the funny black character that's sitting <laughs> in and making all the jokes and stuff but her presence through this whole situation felt very natural mm-hmm. like when they were on the singing planet and kamala's still fangirling she's like captain my captain monica's like girl <laughs> <laughs> like, like get off that tip like what the fuck <laughs> like nah for real and then i forgot what part when they were doing their um 
not monologue. What is it? What is it called? Their their training montage. Mm-hmm. And Kamala said something. She was like, "Nah, baby, that's okay. You know, we ain't got to do that." <laughs> like yeah. I love those one liners because they felt so natural. Like True. I felt yeah. myself being like, "Kamala, chill out." And here goes Monica. Like Kamala, chill out and just thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I really, I really love that. And you touched on a big hit too, is that her, I like that out of the group, she wasn't the one like, I'm a hero first in this later. She was like, nah, I'm a scientist first. And fortunately or unfortunately, I just have some powers on the back end. Yeah. And you can tell that she doesn't really hone those powers because it, it at the beginning of the movie, when they had that big fight scene, it was, you know... She was doing what she could, but then when it came out to like, yo, you got to fly. And it was kind of like, you didn't learn how to fly yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, she hasn't been using, like, this movie may have been when she was using her powers to, like, the utmost potential. Mm-hmm. And it's probably, like, after Wanda, and I could see it, like, after WandaVision, like, you not wanting to use your powers of because of where they came from, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to stick to this scientist gig and this is what I like to do. And it also could be, and this could have been another thing, had they fleshed out a bit more of the conflict between Monica and Carol, it could have been possible that she don't really like to use these powers because of who it reminds her of. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That could also be a thing. So, but we'll never know. And then Carol, Brie Larson, I... I still like her as Captain Marvel, despite all of the hate. I yeah. And I agree with you. I definitely feel like she showed a bit more emotion in this movie. Like, she felt a bit more human mm-hmm. in this movie than she did in the first Captain Marvel movie. And I don't dislike the first Captain Marvel movie, but just thinking back, it was kind of like, first half, I'm on a mission, I don't take no shit. Second half, I'm angry, I don't take no shit. No shit, yeah. And then in this movie, you get to see her go through like the awkwardness of being reunited with your goddaughter after these years, the awkwardness of being seen as like a mentor or being put on a pedestal by this kid you've never met before. Mm-hmm. And then the pressure of like everything that's going on and you trying to fix it and everything. You could really like, I guess, relate yeah. at that point. Yeah, I thought I, I thought that was like the how they showed it to me is like because when you think about it, the only thing you've seen Carol do so far in the uh, movies is is deal with the uh, like first finding out that she even like had powers in the first film and like with that her being like a under Cree control finding out what that all is and then like having to fight the scroll stuff like that and then realizing oh shit I've like technically been like brainwashed and stuff like that and also taken from my home like let me go basically deal with that at the end and then mm-hmm. Thanos and that's mm-hmm. it that's like the two things you get of her and so in this film I really felt like they really allowed her to show off like who care like who more so like what who Carol is as a person and mm-hmm. it, and it's flawed and because like even uh like I was saying like how Kamala realized it and even like her saying like I the reason I didn't come back is because I felt like I couldn't until I fixed what I start like what I started mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I just felt like that was really a really good way, I think, to just flesh out the character more. And I definitely liked <clears> at the end. And I've talked to somebody who has a bit of a nitpick about this when she finally comes back to Earth and she moves into the Rambo house. Mm-hmm. But I felt like it was kind of fitting 
given the fact of she has been in space in all these years. And like you just said, she felt like she couldn't come back until she fixed all these problems. Yeah. But then in the movie, she kind of figured out what Monica taught her. She was like, I don't didn't care like what you had going on in space. I don't care, you know, Mm -hmm. about your guilt or what you felt like. I just needed my God, mom. Yeah. So her coming down to earth, even though, you know, there's still more things that she has to deal with, you know, besides mm-hmm. Darben and all of this emotional turn, you just coming back and realizing that, you know, you can come home. We can mm-hmm. we can fix this stuff, you know, as it goes by. And I, I felt like that was really good. Yeah, no, I, I actually enjoyed it. One, because I think, as you said, like that point of we can fix things as they come up, like never everything doesn't have to be solved immediately or like you don't have to ignore your home just because you have problems somewhere else. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was good. Uh, but another reason I kind of like the fact that she came back and moved into the Rambo house is because like she had been avoiding it for so many years and stuff like that. And then like finally getting the resolution or realization that like there are, I have a place to return to and I can go mm-hmm. back no matter what's going on. I thought that was good. And then the second half of the fact that like Monica, but at this point is gone and someone kind of, and she, and she couldn't be there for her while she would like, you know, while Monica was going through everything, but she can at least try and take care of her home. Now that she's like, not, she doesn't know what's going to like, what's happening with her, but hopefully one day she'll, you know, be back. And then this place will still be here. She'll still have a home to come to. I thought like that to me was a really nice way to end it. I I definitely agree. Like you're gone. But when you come back, just know I'll be here. Whether mm-hmm. you know it or not, I'm going to be here. Yeah. I was watching, because you know how social media is, you know how people are, how they started posting <coughs> clips mm-hmm. of the movie. Um, And it got to the scene where they were on the S.W.O.R.D. spaceship. And it, they was like, let the flurkins eat you. We <laughs> are evacuating. Yeah. And it got to... um. When Brie Larson was chasing that cat around, because I I know you've watched this series too. I do you feel like Carol in the MCU is much like Adora coded, like a She-Ra princess? Oh yeah, I, saw, I think I saw you tweet that, and I was like, I think when I think back to Adora, yeah, I think they are very similar characters. And I definitely, I think I saw it more just because just you know making the circles that they allow her to feel a bit more emotion mm-hmm. like you having all this power but you know you're also human as well yeah. and that's where i started seeing the similarities and i kind of start feeling like the same type of arc between her and adora and i was like okay i really like this whether whether you knew this or not i i like what you're doing here mm-hmm. but i definitely like the team um their dynamic i like their dynamic from the trailer from yeah. what when I saw the trailer, I was like, "Oh yeah, I really like this dynamic," um, and I enjoyed it in the movie. It's like even with, like with the age differences and stuff. Like nobody, I didn't feel like you know, oh, this doesn't work well, or mm, I don't know how long this is gonna last. Like when they were doing their whole training montage and how everybody, you know, they're doing all the training and stuff. I was like, yeah, and mm-hmm. that just adds adds added to the fact that I felt like this was a fun movie. 
Yeah, that 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 um, I really like like the training montage scene and how like them developing as a team because it just really kind of solidified like how I thought of stuff like how Monica seems to be the smart Carol the muscle and then like uh, Miss Marvel uh like was the glue or like the jokester in mm-hmm. a way who kind of brought like her own like spin to stuff like I really like the, the how they played off of each other in that especially in that scene. I thought it worked very well. And then how they continued to work with each other just kept evolving. It was just really nice. And I love that everybody kind of had like their, <laughs> um, you know, when you're, you're in a team, like everybody's on the same page, but you got that one person that's not on the same page mm-hmm. or those two people. I love that they had multiple of that. I think my favorite scene of that was when uh, Kamala was like, hey, I looked at Darben's mouth. And then that's when they do the mind mail. They mm-hmm. before they do the mind mail, and so Monica and Kara are like, "Great, we can just you know figure out where she is, and we can map it out, and we can go there." So then they look at Kamala, and she was like, "What? Well, you know, you saw the map. Where does it go?" And she was like, "The, the stars." stars? <laughs> the stars? It was space? just in space. Yeah, I saw it on the star map. Okay, where did it go? And and, and it was like. It was funny because Monica and Carol have some perception of mm-hmm. their different planets and all of that. So to them, this is like common language, and they completely f- forget that Kamala don't know nothing about this shit. And she was Not like, the no. stars? <laughs> <laughs> and then the singing planet. I feel like this is this is my other nitpick about the movie. I feel like if that singing planet shit had went on maybe a couple seconds more, I wasn't gonna like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, I, I agree. Uh, I like, but they, I think the way they used it or the what they did with it was perfect because they they're getting this thing apart, and then the prince shows up, and then like, uh, Carol explains like, oh yeah, I'm betrothed to this person and stuff like that, and then like when he comes over to Kamala and um, Monica. He like starts singing to them, and Carol like cuts like cuts it off real quick. Like, no, we need nah, this, nah, and we he not starts, and then he starts speaking normal, and they're like, "Wait, he could he could just talk?" He's like, "Yeah, he's bilingual." I, I was like, jump, "I died." That jump was so funny because they was just singing, and then you know, Carol and them, they were like, "Okay, I think I'm gonna get down with this." So mm-hmm. then they do this fancy dress and all this other stuff, and then she was, "Yeah, the wait, chill out." Now nah, I'm I. I need you for real. He was like, okay, let's get started. What? <laughs> but I honestly feel like I like that they continue to like hit on that multiple planets have like different languages, different cultures, mm-hmm. way of doing things. But I just feel like that singing planet was funny for a minute. And then after a while, I was like, ain't no way this whole sequence is just going to be just singing. singing. Yeah. If they play, I, I, like I said, I think they cut it off at the great at the best time and they did it in the best way because I, I that was a really funny joke to me and then they cut it right when it needed to be cut exactly because i was like if they let this go on because then he starts singing carol starts singing and i was like yo if this whole conversation <laughs> is just singing i'm not sure how long i'm gonna last in this movie <laughs> <laughs> start looking at your watch like huh like a musical like come on <laughs> But um, yeah, it that was a good like that was a good scene too because then it started going into you actually start to see them like synchronizing with their mm-hmm. powers, 
And like the switch, because at first that beginning fight scene where they're trying to figure out what everything's going on, it, it felt really chaotic. Yeah. Like all the bouncing around and they're just try at that they're just trying to survive because we don't know what's going on. Oh, no. But mm-hmm. every time I pop up somewhere, somebody's trying to kill me, so let me fight. Yeah. Then we get to the singing planet and it's the same thing, but it's less chaotic because now we control when the, the switching happens. We have plays. Mm-hmm. We got a playbook now of when we switch and how we do it. Hold on. Let me rewind for a minute. How do you feel about Kamala in that uh, that scarf? That, that was- <laughs> I just that whole scene just popped in my head. She was like, "What I fight with? Use your scarf." The scarf. And the first thing, like a pow. <laughs> it, it's so interesting to me because I was just like, I, I, why? <laughs> like, I, my head, I was like, we, pra- we just got it. It was so odd to me because in my head, I'm like, they just practice fighting with their powers. They should technically know, like, be able to, she should be fine to use them, but hey. But hey, I, I, they they wanted to keep the bangle away from Darbin, and I was like, okay. I mean, I guess I, I guess it makes sense, but I just felt like that whole scarf thing felt. Like I just a really feel like why is the first thing that comes in your head is <clears throat> to be Jamie Foxx from Django. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "How do I fight? Use your scarf." Oh, what a pal, girl! <laughs> no practice required. Just I was like, now she got a whip. Instant understanding. Oh my god! <laughs> but like going back to the power switching, that final fight with Darbin. Oh, they was in her ass. Yes, yeah. And you can't tell. You cannot tell me they was in her ass. I remember because I saw it with uh two other two other my friends. You know, Antoine and and King. Mm-hmm. Um. We were sitting there watching that fight when they had punched Darbin into that wall. We was like, oh, like yeah. audibly in the theater. We was like, oh. <laughs> and then when it fell and it stabbed her, we was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, y'all tore her ass up. And that scene was so good. Visually, yeah. it was it was good as well. Like the constant switching, it never felt like the effects fell off. It never felt like we're lacking on the fight choreography or we're going to make this fight less than what it is because of visual effects limits. Mm-hmm. No, the way they was boop, 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 yeah. boop. I was like, this is good shit right yeah, here. Yeah, that was a fun, that was a fun, that was a great sequence. Fun, very good visually and very fun, I think, like, to just, like, sit down and enjoy. So. They, was te- they was tearing her ass up. Mm-hmm. And then even... And this is where I feel like, just going back to the Darbin thing, is that I didn't know how it was going to end. Like, when they had finally pinned her down, mm-hmm. and they <clears> were just like, you know, we're going to help. Like, we know, we know how to fix the problem. And like, we figure out that Carol can just go back to the Cree planet and relight the whatever thing that she broke. The sun. Yeah. The sun. And, um... But it, without that real villain development, you don't know. At that point, I didn't know whether she was going to, like, agree or if she was going to be yeah. on some bullshit. So I, and in a sense, you could see it as a good thing because, you know, you don't know which way she's going to go in this situation. But then you also don't have any, like, thoughts of, like, what she's going to do. I thought they just beat her ass and it was going to be done. Yeah, for a second, that's how I was saying, too. But, like, in that in that moment when I was thinking, so... 
Um, little comics knowledge, spoiler, maybe potentially. I don't know if Darbin is this person in the comics, but in the comics, like uh, like last year, I think, or maybe earlier this year, uh, it was discovered that Carol has a half Cree sister. And at first, I thought like, oh, could Darbin? Well, like when I was watching the film, I was like wondering. I was like, is this that same character? Because I'm not a big Captain Marvel fan, but I did know. I just know that. Um, just up, like that's how my head because some I think either TikTok or something point that out to me. So I thought maybe Darben was that character, and I figured this was gonna be like potentially if they kept her around, this was gonna lead to something. So I was like, oh, maybe she's gonna like just be like cool with it because like they want to use this character later, considering that this could be a potential no. relative. And then yeah, and then no, no, <laughs> she was back on that boom. We tried to help her out. She went back to the bullshit, stole the bangle, and blew her ass to so, smithereens. Mm-hmm. I, which I thought that was also a really well done sequence because like she, the way she like inched towards the hammer and then even like got the jump on Kamala and like put like. Did all that? Oh, I was like, when she put that hammer down on Kamala's face, I was like, "Let that baby go!" <laughs> <laughs> I was. That was a really good scene. I I'm mm-hmm. glad that you brought that up. That was a really good scene when she flipped the script and she just kept you up. Boom! I was like, "You're giving good female villain energy right here." Yeah. <laughs> like, take no prisoners. Like, you give me that goddamn bangle, I'm going <laughs> to blow this little kid's head up. And I was like, whoa, da- <laughs> whoa, I thought no, this no. was a classy party. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that, that whole ending fight sequence, I thought was done very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The- like, everybody, like, everyone, like, they dragged it out. And not dragged it out, and it's like, y'all just fighting just to fight. Like, somebody should be done by now. But everybody was, like, holding their own. Mm-hmm. Like if I have to give Darbin anything, she was holding her own between the three of them. Even though she didn't know where they was gonna pop up, who was gonna pop up, mm-hmm. how you know what they were gonna be using when they pop up, she was holding her own. Her yeah. and that hammer and that bangle. Yeah, no, she did. Yeah, that, that's why I say she did a really good job. And even with the scene, like with the Komala thing, that was really well done because the whole time it was it felt tense because I was like she. I granted, I, I was like, I don't think they're gonna kill off Kamala, like in the sense of like, you know, past movie knowledge, just Marvel mm-hmm. stuff. I was like, they're probably they're not most likely not gonna do it, but I, I, I it did feel tense that situation. It, yeah, felt tense. It right? felt like that final second, <clears throat> like y'all gotta do something. If it, it was that y'all gotta do something right now, now, yeah, type like out of the whole movie, like through all those other battles, this was the one that was like y'all all cards on the table. Like y'all got to do something right now, or everybody's screwed at this point. Yeah, the only the only thing I don't like, I didn't like about this, and it's like this kind of kills the movie for me, is that when Monica and Carol had the conversation, and it was like, oh, the star is not dead, it's dying. Carol, you can restart it with your powers. I was like, so we just went through this two hour movie for what reason? I just <laughs> felt like. Yes, because didn't they <laughs> like, fi- because didn't they find out early? Didn't they find out when they were doing the mind meld of what she actually did on yeah, that creep yeah. planet, or was it they saw what she did on that creep planet, but they don't know the effects of what she did until I think it was they didn't know the, to- yeah they didn't know the effects I think until like they were having a conversation on the thing, um and so like on their way to the final fight with Darbin I think is when Carol and Monica had that conversation like oh you could 
re- you could restart the thing, but they had to stop her. And so they, that's why when she was like, you know, down for the count when she was pinned, they had told her like, hey, we know what we can do. Just, tr- you know, all you got to do is trust us. Like, we're not trying to we do not want like this to go any further than it already has because we know the solution. My only thing is, though, is like it kind of that that being able to do that undersells everything else in the movie, because like if you knew if you knew that if like if that was all she needed to do was fly into the sun, heat up for a second and then bounce. I it just kind of kills everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, I agree. The only thing I could think of without without like going into like the makings of a movie because mm-hmm. we know why they did but, it yeah, for the makings of the movie. movie. But if I had to give an excuse, one, how many more planets was Darben going to suck resources from by the time they get there and Carol powers up the sun? Two. Who was to say that if Carol went in and powered up the sun, she might actually switch places with Monica and Kamala, and then they get fried to smithereens because she flying through the middle Tuna. of the sun? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there are some logistical things there. I'm just saying, like in in the grand scheme of things, yeah. When you think when you think about the movie for more than five minutes, you're just like, so the whole issue could have been solved like technically within five minutes of the film, because technically, to even like your point with the whole switching thing. You gotta switch. All they gotta do is switch once, and then their powers stay active after. And from the way they showed it, Carol just flew directly into that sun. We don't know how but that long was that after. But that was I after. know. But I'm just saying, like, you know, when they were talking about like the logistics of switching, you switch one mm-hmm. time, and then you're, you can use your powers freely as okay. long as you don't stop using them. And yeah, so like technically, she could have switched once, gone to the sun, powered it up. Look, Darbin, we saved your world. Can you stop fucking around? Can like, you, can you chill out? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> give them their goddamn airbag. <laughs> yeah. So that that that's just like the one like out like if you like nitpick I kind of have with like the thing is like technically the problem could have been solved in five minutes. But other than that, I think like movie wise, knowing you know making of a movie and story and all that, why it had to happen, I still think like overall this was a good way to do the film even like the last bit with like monica sacrificing herself to close the portal because in my head i'm like i'm I'm really surprised no one realized because i immediately when they were talking about it, i'm like monica is not gonna be able to come back i that's <laughs> what i was saying she was like i'm gonna go in the inside and close it you're gonna go where yeah. <laughs> yeah. like i was like <laughs> and and then when carol was like now monica's closing now come back she was like i can't i was like are you really surprised by that like she said she like, was going on the inside like it'd be different like, did it not could, just click like, y'all y'all all in hip hip parade we <laughs> saved the day mo she's going to go sacrifice herself mm-hmm. i just even though it was that part i did really like that carol went after her and mm-hmm. i really like where they they left they saved it to the very last moment and like trapped her in space like that moment where she's lost in space and it's kind of like there's still that unresolved conflict because i i could see it that if monica hadn't sacrificed herself that they would have went down to earth and had a genuine conversation about everything that happened oh yeah definitely i think but now everything is still up in the air and then monica's gone Mm -hmm. they don't know where she at yeah so then that just adds another layer. Like, we're talking about Carol's guilt. Like, yeah, your guilt has been resolved with the Darbin thing, but... 
as far as your actual family though, there's still mm-hmm. that unresolved stuff right there. And I thought, like I said, I thought they did a really good job with that, with the whole like, you can come home and make sure Monica, whenever whatever happens with her, like you don't know what the situation is, but whenever she makes it back, she has a home to come home to, and you're you'll finally be there, you know? Because she like, could have easily stayed in space. She could have been like, well. Guess I'm still staying out in space. Yeah, the mar- I was like trying to figure out a way to get to Monica and stuff like that, but to choose to, I, well, I don't know, like what Carol will be doing. I'm assuming she'd be helping Saber or whatever, but like to choose to be like, okay, I'm gonna make sure that Mon- when Monica, whenever Monica gets back, whenever that is, that she has a home to come back to, and that I'm here to do it. Granted, she probably will still be a hero. Um, to some capacity, to Earth uh, or even space, but like at least she, it, at the end of the day, you know, whenever she gets done with whatever job she has, she'll be at the Rainbow House on Earth, or helping Kamala or something like that. So she'll be there for when Monica gets back. I thought that was a nice way to wrap everything up. I agree. I get, and and we're getting close to the end credit scenes, but like I get why they push Monica over there, but. I was like ain't no way we finally get to see monica again after wandavision and y'all trapped this girl yeah, in another no, I felt, timeline i felt i felt very odd about that because i was like i really like this character and i don't get to see a lot of we, her we and... couldn't get another movie another episode <laughs> with monica y'all just want to kick her out of 616 <laughs> like come on I was like, we don't got that many black heroes right now. You ain't established a lot of them. Can we keep like some? Can we keep like one? Damn. <laughs> like I know we got Sam, and I know he Captain America now, but I would also like like there ain't no black female representation, and you just kicked out the one we had. So God, <laughs> and she looked perfect in that costume. Hair was sitting like this is epitome black MCU female superhero, mm-hmm. and y'all did what? <laughs> I was like, I at that moment, I was like, what's that? Uh, the boys mean when Homelander is sitting with that straight face in that movie theater. I was, no, was like, like, I was like, ain't no way. <laughs> can't believe what I'm looking at right now. I can't believe y'all didn't did this shit. <laughs> but one, so let's go ahead and head into these end credit scenes. But I do have one more thing. I have a question for you. So we have at this point, depending on how Captain America 4 goes, but if we want to assume, we got two Avengers in. Louisiana right now. Yeah. Carol is down there and Sam, if Sam, you know, squats in Louisiana Louisiana. with him Mm -hmm. being Captain America. I thought not one, we talked about on Carol's end how they wrapped it up, but do you think they're setting up like the next set of the Avengers by, you know, dropping them, dropping at least the two captains in the same area? Potentially. Um, I don't think that like that's a far fetched idea to do that. I mean, because technically, like, if we're building the roster right now, that that was like, you got the two, you have the two leaders, and that definitely could be uh, the whole thing. Like with how like Iron Man and Cap were technically like the leaders of the Avengers, but they were always like kind of opposed. I could definitely see Sam and Carol being at odds with each other. Um, Can for- you know? For certain things, I feel like that their their commanding styles will probably be different because Sam's whole thing is a little bit more understanding because okay. he is you know he's a veteran he he was like also like a vet a veteran um, psychologist type thing when he came back right he helped mm-hmm. people um, so I could feel him being like a little bit more 
at least understanding and like that type of sense and Carol being a lot more brute force because that how that's technically how she was this movie. Yes, yes, so yeah. like so I could at least see them butting heads on that, like being the kind of like opposed leadership that like but when they come together they're like the best thing since sliced bread. Um Okay. I guess I as far as like leadership styles, yes, mm-hmm. but I I don't see personalities clashing. Like Captain America and Iron Man were like personality clashing. Mm-hmm. Like that one scene in the Avengers, it was kind of like you know, I'm better than you. Dude, no, yeah, I'm better because, than you. Yeah. No, I'm better than you. No, I'm better. Than, I have four degrees. <laughs> I I stopped World War Two. What do you yeah, got? <laughs> uh... So, now I I just thought it was interesting. Like when I walked out the theater, I was like, hmm. Now we got two Avengers in the same place. An assumption, because I don't know where they actually gonna put Sam at now that yeah. he's Captain America. He could just it's, you know sliding down. It's very interesting because like that whole what was it like the second Captain America movie? Because when Tit Cap was technically, well, I mean he was an Avenger, but they was also treating him like an agent of Shield, where they sent him on missions for Shield mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And oddly enough, the Shield leadership is does Shield still exist? No. No, okay. I was about to say like the shield leadership is gone because shield was gone. Um, sword didn't it, sword exist for a minute and then they stopped. We, sword. We don't, I don't know if we don't know if swords is still a thing because the person because who was that dude it, took it over. Yeah, that that and then he got arrested. Well, they not good people. If sword <laughs> is still exists, they're not good people. <laughs> I have, I have. It's so interesting because when we get to the after credit scene, I would. Tell you about a conversation I had with my friend at the beginning because uh-huh. I thought Saber, I thought Saber was sword at first, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And they said Saber. <laughs> <laughs> Where and and now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like I said sword sometime throughout this episode, and I meant Saber, but it's like it, it's so many acronyms. And, and mm-hmm. where is sword? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they do with uh, Sam and how that'll play out. Um, but yeah, at least I, I do think that is interesting point to, uh, thing to at least do acknowledge. Like if Sam is still in Louisiana with his family, there are two people in the same there are two Avengers in the same vicinity who could potentially restart the team from there. I can see it like this. This is my theory. Captain America four things go down with Red Hulk, whatever they got going on up in there, mm-hmm. and Nick Fury pops up and he was like. We got some bigger problems. We need the Avengers back. And he was like, you know, I don't even know where these folks at. How am I supposed to gather all these people? And Sam was like, don't worry about it. It's one down the street. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. Um, I do have a question for you before we do get into like right quick. What's um, up? I, so um, I went to go see this movie with Aaron. Um, for those who watch Gurno Taco and are over here, Aaron has been on the podcast, but uh, he also personally knows for uh, food. Um, and he was very upset with how Nick Fury was acting in this movie. He felt like they, 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 like someone wrote a script and was just like, "This is didn't consider Nick Fury as a person." Uh-huh. And I even was like, "Okay, it really did feel like they kind of was just like Samuel Jackson, do whatever the fuck you want." So, how did you feel about that? Because after Secret, this is supposed to be after uh, Secret Invasion, right? Like technically. Uh, and I just yeah. felt like this was a very callous person. Like, like the way he was acting was so carefree compared to like the shit that he just went through. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, this is kind of odd. Like, I don't know it how gave, to feel about it. It gave old age. It gave like <laughs> you got post 
uh, pre-Endgame Nick Fury where he's all hard and it's like, y'all gotta be the Avengers, y'all gotta do this. Mm -hmm. Like, he's being the parent at this point. Like, y'all gotta pull this shit together. And with him meeting Kamala in, like, the new age of heroes, it's giving granddad, like, yeah. girl, chill out. Like, <laughs> black girl magic. <laughs> I thought that, I, it was just so funny. Like, it's when he pointed, like, Aaron got so upset with it. But I was like, this is, that is interesting. Because I just wasn't, like, out in my head, I'm like, Nick Fury, to me, at least in this film, was like, look, man. I'm I'm pushing retirement age at this point. Not like whatever. For real. <laughs> like he just had to deal with all these scrolls. I'll sit back and giggle too and let everybody <laughs> let the cats eat you. Like I s I'll sit back too. The way they didn't handle my ass in mm-hmm. Secret Invasion. But um I can see it if like a demeanor change with like Nick Fury in this movie. It seemed like he was a bit more laid back. But I just think it's the fact that he's getting older like as Mm -hmm. we're moving through these marvel movies we're phasing a lot of characters out and it's like you know nick fury ain't gonna be around forever and then how do you adapt like with you starting the first set of avengers and you've seen everybody grow and you've seen people die you've been through all these events and now it's time to bring in the new age of heroes what kind of attitude do you have being older and knowing more do you have to be that you know do you have Mm -hmm. to be that press about certain situations or do you have the wisdom and knowledge to be like like some of this stuff just works out itself yeah okay i i, I just i just wanted to hear your thoughts on it because i was i thought i did think that was at least interesting to see have a character go through so much and then be so kind of like carefree in a potentially world like reality world ending type of thing it was just like interesting I can see him getting a bit more serious once we, you know, dive more into this multiverse business, this Kang business, mm-hmm. then leading all the way up to like Doctor Doom. I could see him like being like, okay, time to get up, Nick. Well, yeah. They playing. <laughs> but I, I feel like this movie with it being fun and um I think he had a lot of trust in like Monica and Carol too to like, no, I, I know they're gonna handle business. Yeah. Like with the Avengers, it was like we don't know what Thor gonna do. Thor just think he a god and he just gonna he might cooperate, but he might just go do whatever he wants mm-hmm. to. Tony is Tony. Cap's righteous, like you he's trying to hold together all these different personalities because we got some real stuff going on. And I just feel like maybe with this team, it one be a little bit more it's loose. less people. Two, he trusts, he really trusts Monica. And mm-hmm. then he already he knows what Carol's about because they've, you know, they Work already together, been through. Yeah. Right. So I feel like he would may have been a bit more laid back just because he know these girls are going to handle their business. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a good point. I didn't, I didn't think about it from that perspective, but that, I, I so I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. That's a good point, though. No, I, I I definitely see it. Like if you watch Secret Invasion and him being all serious, I got to do this by myself, <laughs> and then we get into the Marvels and he's black girl magic. <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> in my head, I'm like, this is not the man I just saw. Like. I have to fight green people and shit. Right. <laughs> like, so I just thought that was funny. But yeah. I yeah, I feel you. So let's get into these end credit scenes. So we got two end credit scenes coming out of the Marvels. If you did not wait to the end of the movie, how is this your first day here? <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> but the first end credit scene, we got a I would say uh, homage to Iron Man 1. Kamala mm-hmm. is bringing together the young Avengers. The first a young Avenger that she visits is Haley Steinfeld's Kate Bishop. Bishop. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you <clears throat> feel about that scene? First, I was that 
I thought that was great. Um, and I would have waited to foreshadow it too earlier in the film when she first saw like the data pad with her information mm-hmm. on it. When she was like, Where'd you get one of those? Like, what is that? I'm like, that's I was I thought that was hilarious. And then for it to actually have a ramification by the end of the movie, mm-hmm. great. Um, but I, I loved it and I like and it's interesting. So I'll bring another comic book thing. So um if you're unaware, there uh Kamala in the comics leads a group of young heroes called the champions. Mm-hmm. Um and so for her to be technically the MCU's lead, p- potential leader for the Young Avengers, I thought was really cool because it's like bridging an old team and a new team and kind of like like closing the gap, at least in like mm-hmm. uh, that way. So I, th- I thought that was pretty cool um, in itself. And the scene was fun. I thought it was a very fun scene because she popped up. And in my head, I'm like, I wonder will she will uh, Mini Hawkeye take this well, considering the fact that the last person who did this was an assassin. <laughs> um, so, like Kamala, you might get you might get shot. You I don't might know. get a little pew pews. <laughs> I don't know if this was the smartest idea, but that was I thought that was great. <laughs> now, I I love that scene for multiple reasons. One, I've been complaining forever about how they've been introducing all of these continued contenders for the young Avengers and hadn't really been doing anything with them. Mm-hmm. Like we've gotten Kate Bishop, Patriot, Wiccan, Speed, Ironheart, and it was in Hulk son. And I was just like, you know, are you guys just interested introducing these people for S and G's? Or are we really going to get like young Avengers out of this? Mm-hmm. And that in credit scene warmed my heart. Cause I was like, finally, finally right. Yeah. Finally, some of this stuff is starting to come full circle. Yeah, it, so it was interesting because, like, the thing with the films and stuff like that, I was like, we're getting a mixture of Young Avengers and Champions roster right now, mm-hmm. and I was like, I wonder which one they're gonna go for because, like, people are like, um, for instance, with uh, and not talking MCU, but like Miles Morales is now, it, you know, it's out and he's very popular with everybody. So I was mm-hmm. like. And Tom has already said, like, at some point he wants to stop playing Spider-Man. So I'm like, are they, are we getting these these champions characters because they eventually are going to have Miles and want to bring that into the fold or something like that? And now, and now I was like, are we also getting Young Avengers because like Disney's like, hey, Marvel's printing cash right now, so are we potentially moving into like two young teams or something like that? That's what I was wondering. But it is nice to actually see them start to move at least, you know push stuff forward because before it was just kind of like oh look at these new the the young characters that yeah everybody likes are now coming into play but we don't got nothing for them to do yet so like eh? <laughs> here's the thing what do i do with it i don't know no. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it is just nice to see that we that they're actually at least doing something i am interested to see like if we're gonna get a film or a series because i would love to see like a young avengers type show just like, uh, like, kind of like Young Justice type. Uh, I agree. Thing. But... I would love a series that you know builds builds them out as a team, mm-hmm. and then when we get to like the big Avengers movie, then we integrate them into those big movies. Yeah. But I w- I would definitely love a series. My only nitpick with this end credit scene is the fact that they mentioned Cassie Lang. <laughs> I. Dude, you know it's so funny. I did not know. I well, I knew Scott had a daughter because I'm I'm not that big of an Ant Man fan, but like I knew that he had a kid. I just never knew that there was a his kid had like apparently had its own like had their own suit and did stuff. I mm-hmm. was like, 
I now I know I, the granted I'm not like the I just started like reading more comic books kind of like last year or whatever. So I was just like I, I that just could completely caught me off guard. I was like I thought this was just for that one movie. I didn't know this was a like whole character. She didn't even do nothing in that movie. That's the part that pisses me off. I'm <laughs> mad. She didn't do shit in that movie for her to be one of the top two content for you to name her government name in well, this end credit scene. I, I, yeah, she barely. Yeah, she didn't really do anything in the Ant Man movie. But I guess out of the people you could name, the because one bit love Speed and Wiccan technically don't exist right now. Sure, sure. But she and then name Elijah. Her. You ain't want to get. You ain't just ain't want to get dumb. You ain't want to say Ironheart. You could have just said Dominique Thor. You ain't even have to call her Ironheart. We just said let's go get the smart girl. Yeah, Riri. Cassie Lang. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Riri would have been a better, I feel like, name to drop. But like, uh, because Elijah, as far as we know, I don't even know if Patriot has a. It could be assumed he has abilities because his granddad is a super soldier. But like, they're they didn't show him do anything. So I'm like, don't elite Cassie. They they probably did Cassie because like, out of recent memory, like she, you know, she just had she was technically in a phase the start of phase five. So like, (laughs) I will give you that. I'll give you that, just because of the fact that we ain't really seen everybody else suit up yet. Some people ain't of age. We ain't really sure. Ironheart hasn't got her debut series yet. So I, from that end, I, I would have I to assume under, that's why. <laughs> I understand. We don't know where America Chavez at. Yeah. I'll give. I'll give you all of that. It was just. I don't like Kesselang. <laughs> I want her we off seen the her. team. Yeah, we I seen want her, her off the team. I haven't seen her do anything. Now, whether it's a series or a movie, whoever writes that series, you gotta get. You have to give her something because if she gets in that series or gets in that movie, acts the same way she did in Ant Man, I want her off. Yeah, immediately. I, yeah, they definitely gotta build her out more because out of the character, out of the Young Avengers roster right now, I guess besides Elijah, she's she ain't looking too hot because at least like uh, even though we haven't seen Hulk's son do anything, he's a Hulk. So they, like <laughs> we know what you can do. <laughs> yeah, so you ain't even gotta they, show us. Ain't no, there ain't really no question as far as you concerned. So like. <laughs> and like and like Billy and Tommy not of age yet, but we already know what kind of deal they gonna have your mm-hmm. mother's Scarlet Witch. Like I think we can assume that y'all packing something. Then, yeah. So it was just her, and I was I was really like Cassie Lang, for real. Mm-hmm. They they just gonna have to give us something more. I'm sorry. <laughs> Otherwise, I want her off the squad. <laughs> Get her off the team. Get her off the team. But everybody else, even the people who they are um, saying could be potentials, I'm fine with everybody else mm-hmm. except her. I get that. I, I, I completely understand. <laughs> but I was definitely excited to see that end credit scene just because it's like, okay, we finally about to take these younger heroes we've been introducing this whole time and, and actually do something, do something with, them. with them. But your point about Eli... They may give him something in Captain America 4. Yeah, I, I mean, that's what that is my biggest assumption is that he'll potentially help Sam out in some way mm-hmm. or something. Um, so I, I I would like to see it. A lot of people that know more than me that like uh, there's some people I follow on Twitter that do like talk comic books and there's some Elijah fans. And I've kind of like am interested to see the character more. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm interested to, to see that. I don't know what they're going to do with Hulk's son. 
considering I don't know what the plans are for Hulk, the Hulk family right now. So it looks what I've I what I have been hearing is that Red Hulk is supposed to appear in Captain America four. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's gonna be the next time all of the Hulk show up. If they all show up in this Captain America movie, just because of that or what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just have no I have no frame of reference for them because it's just like the, the Hulk we have is so different from the Hulk in the comic books. I I really can't. I was surprised he had a kid because I'm just like that's from World War Hulk, and I know mm-hmm. you're not about to do that movie. Well, they kind of well, we kind of talked about that a long time ago. That that when they did Thor Ragnarok, they pulled some of the elements from World War Hulk. So it's like if they do saying, a, a World War Hulk, what is it going to be about? Like, yeah, because I'm just saying, like technically, the people that that started the Illuminati, you the Illuminati is technically on a, a different place, and they, they're dead. And mm-hmm. the and you have to piss off Hulk enough for him to achieve World Breaker. And I, I'm sorry. I just don't think this one got it. I don't like they have not shown anywhere near that a bit capability for this Hulk. So I'm just like, I don't know how they're gonna do that. I just have no I, frame of reference for them. Like they it the way they do the way they've done Hulk so far in this in this move in these in this series and stuff is just so different. I can't Yeah. I agree. I have no idea what they're gonna do with Hulk. And now they've introduced She Hulk, so it's like, are we even gonna see? OG Hulk. Now that mm-hmm. we have She Hulk and, his, and son. his son, yeah, I just need them to fix that boy hairline if he coming. <laughs> oh, like for real? Like y'all ain't got no no uh, barbers on Sakar? Like everybody hairline got to be pushed to the back. <laughs> that was wild. That was wild. And he just standing there at the family barbecue, and I was like, "You came to the right family barbecue because if you came to mine, we was oh we... oh that boy would have been roasted." <laughs> Oh you, my god. You would have been done for. You would have had to go eat your meal in the bathroom. Probably <laughs> on the way to the barbershop. <laughs> Not the bathroom. Cause babe, like what what character design? It's like y'all hate these characters <laughs> so much. <laughs> Man. Here's here's a mini hulk. What's different about him? Oh, his hairline's pushed to the back. <laughs> his hairline fucked up. <laughs> Oh man! Well, let's get into this last end credit scene because I feel like nobody was expecting this at all. So just to walk through this scene, Monica wakes up in a medical room. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, somebody found her on the other side of the jump point, and she wakes up. And it's her mother. It's Maria Rambo. Yeah, right? Maria or Mariah. I don't know. I can't remember exactly. I think how to it's Maria. It. But there's a virgin of Maria Rambo sitting there, and she's just freaking out like, "Mom, oh my god, I'm glad you made it." And and me, I'm like, "Oh, baby, that's not your <laughs> mammy." Yeah. But she did that like really good, like that. You wait, you mm-hmm. don't know what happened. You waking up, and the first thing you see is your mom. And I was like, "You played that like really well." Of like, but I was like, "Come on now, you you got to catch up." You you yeah. gotta see that something right, <clears throat> and then Maria Rambo was looking like, okay, this girl must be like off her rocker, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna be patient with you for a minute, but I'm, I ain't your mammy. Mm-hmm. Turns out she's binary, um, and who? And then we get somebody walking in the room, and it's the goddamn Damn beast. beast. Motherfucking beast! <laughs> and I was like, whoa! So this makes two. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say two at this point. We know there's more coming based on what we've been hearing about Deadpool 3. But 
at this point, there's been two X-Men from the Fox universe showing up yeah. in the MCU movie. So I want to know how you felt about this scene. And just to go a bit deeper, what do you think this means for the multiverse saga? And what do you what does this mean for the X-Men? You asked the right person to be on this podcast. <laughs> um, so I I I I think you we had texted slightly about this, but I told I walked away from the theater being like, I don't care what I, I rate this movie. I, uh, like a five and a half, but then after credit scene, that's a ten. That's a goddamn yeah. ten. Because <laughs> I was out nowhere in my frame of reference that I think that was about to happen. Um, so there's two things. So I'm interested. Uh, like, so besides the X Men, um, the fact that Monica, uh, the sorry Maria is binary is very interesting. So for those that don't know, um, Carol technically has this advanced state where she becomes like pure cosmic energy, and they call that binary. Mm-hmm. Um, now in the comics, they're actually two separate beings. Like the binary actually exists beside outside of like Captain Marvel, but originally they were like the same person. So I was like, I don't know if that's if they're just saying that because like that's their version of Captain Marvel and that's just a name she chose, mm-hmm. or if that is legitimately like a cosmic being that is standing in front of her and I... not actually hurt like. Mariah Rambo at all. But I wanna assume just based off <clears throat> what they did in Multiverse of Madness that it might be one and the same. And mm-hmm. just on this timeline in this universe, she takes on binary instead of Captain Marvel, like the other Maria Rambo did in Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that, that so that's like at least something I I just wanted to point out just in case people did not know. I just mm-hmm. thought that was very interesting. Um as far as I'm not sure what this can mean for the multiverse saga. So, like the way I was thinking about it as an X-Men fan, X-Men, the X-Men's whole thing is oppression. They are a allegory for any for basically any oppressed group within the real world is basically what the X-Men are supposed to be um, for Marvel because obviously they're superpowered people born with their powers and they activate around the age of puberty. Some of them actually technically activate at birth, depending on like what the mutation is. Mm-hmm. But they're usually like an oppressed group, but for Hank to be, I don't know where they were, so I can't necessarily say this, but for Beast to be some highly respected doctor and for Professor X to also be like in charge, from what it sounded like, I can only assume someone in charge of whatever facility they were in because um, Hank was like, you know, uh, we, uh, based on your readings, we can tell you're from a different universe and you seem fine, but whenever you get, you know, your bearings, Charles would like to speak to you. And mm-hmm. I'm like, so. Mutants in this world, I'm assuming, are at least they not, seem settled. They seem se- yeah, they seem settled and safe. So at least I can say for this is that the X Men, wherever like, I grant I don't know how we're going to get them in the regular universe, but at least for the time being, if we ever go back to the one that Monica's in, there's they seem to be okay. Um, now how that will affect like. What happens to say, I don't know if like that universe will have an incursion and then the X-Men got to jump over to 616 and then they'd be like, oh, shit, we don't like these people. Get them the fuck up out of here. <laughs> that could that could be a thing. I Again, I don't know how they're going to do it. I'm very interested as an X-Men fan. That's like probably the most interesting thing to me. But it, it, it's just interesting because I'm just like, I know that Kevin Feige, everybody basically is like, this is the most popular team Marvel got. Besides, mm-hmm. like Fantastic Four and shit, so obviously they're gonna want them in the movie. It's just like how do how do we do it? And so right now, that's kind of like where my head's at. Maybe like something happens with this universe, concerning how in the comics when Secret Invasion happened, two universes collided, and then some people, but some people survived it and 
ended up in the main universe. So that's kind of like where my head's at, at least right now, is that like that's, maybe the X-Men jump to 616? I'm on the same lines with you as far as Secret War. Mm-hmm. But 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 I I walk with me, talk with me, because mm-hmm. this is my theory. So Secret War, the way that it starts is that there you got these two universes and they're about to encourage. Like ain't no stopping the encouragement. Like everybody's mm-hmm. preparing for the encouragement. <clears throat> what if this universe that Monica's on is the universe that's supposed to encourage with six one six that kicks okay. off Secret, Secret Wars? Wars. Mm-hmm. So then that does go to your point that bringing in Doctor Doom, he makes that big planet or whatever but then at the end of it you know they both universes are dead at this point and then they get a new one yeah so now because marvel has said that they plan on introducing the x-men after secret wars so if we get to the end of secret wars and 616 is done and this other universe is done and this new one is here then that's where it's like the x-men have jumped over inside of this new main timeline that's my that's my theory. I mean, that's that's basically kind of along the lines of what I was thinking. Like, Secret Wars happens, and the X Men mutants survive, like the incursion, and then they end up on the regular like six one six Earth. And because there are people that still recollect what happened before the Secret War thing, they're like, we do not like these people, these these mutants, I... like stuff like that, and that causes like some stuff there because there's no way. You're bringing in the X Men and the Avengers exist, and you're not probably adapting Avengers versus X Men in some form or fashion. They did I, Civil War, and like the more popular version of Civil War was X Men versus Avengers. So mm-hmm. I just, you know, <laughs> I just feel like that's probably going to come along the line somewhere. Do if, I like it? Uh, but if they do that, I think they might skip over the whole oppression part i know it's very it's very integral to their story and how the x-men get started but i i i am going to find it a bit weird if we get to this new universe and everybody remembers what happens with secret invasion and there's scrolls millions of scrolls <laughs> living on this earth and y'all mad about the x-men i'm going to be pissed because what <laughs> And so, but that's see, but, and this is this is always a thing with like the, but I think that's so that because that's what like the whole bigotry thing is supposed to be is like it, it's fear is like you're afraid of something that you technically should be afraid of in the first place because mm-hmm. the whole thing like with, with Marvel in itself is that like our, I mean besides the scroll, there you got you got Thor walking around and who could at any point in time technically destroy a continent because he's Level. the god of thunder, yeah, like, Level. And then you and you over here worried about a man made a goop. I'm just gonna use Bob as an example because like he's one of the like most harmless people. But I I think that's the whole thing. I I, I granted it is like a little bit unbelievable, but that's the whole thing with X Men in the first place. There they there are people born with powers in a world that already has so many other things. Why are they so persecuted? Is kind of always their thing. So yeah. I don't think they, I don't know if, I mean, I think they could pull it off in the film, but I do, to your point, there are definitely going to be people that are be like, well, why the fuck is that the case? Exactly. But- I, to your point, I would be <clears throat> curious to see how they pull it off. Because at this point, like you said, we're going to be introducing another team. So are they, there's going to be Avengers, Young Avengers, Fantastic Four, and X-Men all living side by side with each other. 
with the introduction of Blade, I've heard some talks about Midnight Suns. So, like, we got all these people hmm. running around. So, I... I don't know. I don't... Yeah, I mean, it's... it's So, the thing... And this is such... And this is the... It, I wish so many people weren't focused on, like... I get why we're focused on that whole aspect of, like, Marvel um, movies and the selling point. But, like, the interesting thing to me is Marvel is slowly becoming what the comics are. And okay, as yep. we get there, it gets... That means it's going to get a lot more convoluted and stuff like that, which mm-hmm. means it's going to eventually... I don't know necessarily say it's going to, like, lose its popularity, but it's going to become a lot more niche, I think, because mm-hmm. if you're rocking with it, then you're going to stay rocking with it. But the thing yeah. is... The reason why comics are so hard to get into because of how many things exist all congruently. Mm-hmm. And if we start putting everybody in here, it's like it is, it's gonna get it's gonna get the same level. So it's like, yeah. you know, what 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 will happen then? That's the more interesting conversation to me at least. Mm-hmm. Is like what what will happen when Marvel become when the movies become so big that they're just as intertwined as the comics can be and then you have a problem really focusing on like well what's really going on i'm gonna say this we're approaching that so it's gonna piss some people off people already pissed now but it's (laughs) gonna start it's gonna start pissing some people off and i don't know maybe after the multiverse saga we stop trying to do these big team up type Mm -hmm. arcs and maybe it's just the x-men have their own type of arc that we're following the avengers have their own type of arc that we're following fantastic four and some people might cross over just because we're in the same vicinity or you know this mission that we're on is in your area but i think it's going to be harder to try to include everybody in one big arc as we continue introducing people and building out these teams. Yeah. Because after this, ain't no way you finna tell me that Kevin Feige has a plan in his head for the next villain that the X-Men, Fantastic Four, Avengers, Young Avengers, Midnight Suns, and everybody else <laughs> finna go to as one is, go- is going to go against. Yeah. that. Yeah, that's gonna be it's it's gonna be a big thing. I I do like the idea of hopefully like as time progresses, like you get like this is the movies that you need for the Avengers, or this is the stuff you need for the Avengers, the stuff you need for X Men, this is stuff you need for whatever other team they got. I I think that'd be a little bit easier to do, and then if they have like a big, you know, bonanza movie thing where they like all these people got to come together it's not like every character it's like select few because that's how Mm -hmm. it kind of happens in the comics like there are certain x-men who have been on the avengers certain avengers who have been on midnight sun stuff like that like i mean that's the beauty kind of comic books at any point in time you could get those crossovers and if the movies kind of follow like a little bit more streamlined version of that i think Mm -hmm. that'd be kind of where i think that would be a good place to kind of head at least for the multiverse saga because in my opinion, what they, what Marvel is doing right now by having all their IPs in one house is really trying to figure out how to make this all work. And I mm-hmm. hope that they do, because as a fan of the films and a fan of the comics, I would love to see how they continually adapt these stories and kind of simple because they, what they what Marvel is great at doing, at least in my opinion, is taking the stuff from the comics and simplifying it for general audiences. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, they fuck up sometimes, but. Mm-hmm. Bar none, at least they're doing a really. They're still doing, in my opinion, a good job of bringing it to general audiences. I agree, and I think the best thing they could do at this point 
given the fact that they're about to make all the changes to the Disney Plus shows, is that maybe we, you know, cut back on the amount of movies and really flesh out these teams and these characters through the shows. They said they're going to start, they want to start doing multi-season Disney Plus shows. Yeah, and I think that, I think that's a smart idea. I think that would be a perfect way to flesh out these teams and these conflicts on a lower medium than making a big blockbuster movie um, every time we want to, you know, put out some new information. Maybe the big blockbuster movie is the climax of the situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And hopefully, like, I mean, granted, I know their problem there is that they're trying to make it so that you don't got to watch the Disney Plus shows to really understand the movies, but... I, I think at cer- at some point I don't know I think there's gonna be some overlap that they're gonna have to really like to have, to have like oh hey previously on before their movies or something because it, 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 it's gonna no. get to a point where they're gonna need that it. it's, it's it's impossible I feel like for it not to I I understand them wanting to be like hey you don't have to get Disney Plus to watch this movie but I am telling y'all I am telling y'all that. Some of this stuff you might not want to sit through a two hour and thirty minute movie because it's it's about to be so much. Maybe a season of six, eight episodes, multiple seasons of that way of you just getting information weekly might be the best way to go. Potentially. It might be the best way. Either they finna either y'all gonna be at the movies every three months. Or, you know, every so often we get a new season or something that's building up to a movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I get what they're trying to do because everybody's been complaining about superhero fatigue and the MCU's not making sense. And why do I have to watch all these shows when I just want to go see the movie? Like, I get it. But, like, they they're, we talked about this on the Loki review. They're trying to evolve. Mm-hmm. and with evolution, you have to find new mediums to present information. Yeah, and even evolution is, and also within that, growth is not a comfortable thing. There are going to be points where you mess up, as well as it's not going to be the cleanest situation. But my thing is, and I'll just take it back to what I said earlier. I think at this point, if you're in, if you're in the Marvel stuff, really at this point, like if you were there for the beginning and you're here still now, you're most likely here for the ride it's gonna upset you at some points i'm welcome to be a comic book fan people that's all i really gotta say (laughs) Um, they're gonna mess up but hope but the hope is that uh, like you know eventually they'll figure it out and we'll get to another point where we had where where people bought had bought out theaters to go see endgame like we're we're at Mm -hmm. that point again eventually i'm pretty sure (laughs) we'll get there just stick with it just have faith (laughs) (laughs) but that was all I had for the Marvels. Did you have anything else you want to discuss, McMillian? Well, I know I don't uh, know if we touched on like the Monica. If we'll see Monica again, I, oh, I, yeah. I, I'll just say quickly with that. I don't know unless we're really about to get a series in a different universe, which is I hope at some point we get because I feel like with all this multiverse stuff, if you're not at least about to show me something in a different universe, then what are we really doing? So that would be my hope. Because I feel like Monica is definitely a character interesting enough to carry a series. And then also the fact that, like, the X-Men exists over there. And you had her mom being binary and all that. I feel like that'd be a very interesting thing to pull off. So I, I that's all I'll say about I that. I agree. And also close. to keep my thing short, 
I think it would make sense. If we're leading up to Secret Wars, I think we should get a movie or a series or something about what people are doing on this other universe that's about to encourage with 616. Mm-hmm. So we just, you know, so we can feel the the tension or the impact or we can sympathize with both sides of what you guys are going to lose when this happens. Yeah. Instead of it being one-sided. Mhm. I agree. So we'll see what they do. Mhm. But um let's go ahead and shut this down. So one, I want to thank you, McMillian, for joining me on another episode of the Blurred Mob Podcast. There's been a lot of Marvel uh, content dropping this month, so I had to bring you in to make sure we get these <laughs> conversations in no and problem. discuss it. So thank you. Um, two, I want to thank everybody who's been listening or watching, whether this is your first time or your 50th time listening. Listening. The watches, listens, interactions are greatly appreciated. Now, before we get into our socials, McMillian, is there anything you would like to share with the audience before we close out? Um, appreciate you guys for checking them out. If you are also a fan of ours, our girl Otaku, appreciate. We really do appreciate all the stuff that you guys uh, do for us over there as well. That's all I just uh, want to say. All right. Um, and make sure you guys check out the description, whether you're listening to this on the audio or the visual um, platform. And make sure you check out the links to Gurn Otaku Council Podcast. It'll be their YouTube channel, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. So make sure you guys check that out in the description. And if you want to find more of the Blurred Mob Podcast content, Make sure you follow us on our socials. We're on Facebook and TikTok at The Blurred Mop Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at The Blurred Mop Pod. And you can find us on Twitter, X, whatever your preference is, at The Blurred Mop. Uh, make sure you check out our affiliate links in the description. We have the affiliate link to Entertainment Earth. Get you some Funkos, um, some statues, or just check it out. See if you find something you like. If you don't want to buy anything, make sure you check out our Kofi link that is strictly donations that goes come straight to us. Um, we use that for equipment, uh, software, and everything that we use to give you guys this episode. Um, and one last time, make sure you like this video, leave a comment, hit that subscribe button, and hit those bell notifications for future uploads. And with that being said, this is the mob checking out. Peace. Peace. Hands up. If you love them where you at, stand ten toes down, shot ain't no looking at. Hey, you can let them haters hate when they answer where I'm smiling.